to Let's Create, Let's Talk, The Photography Show. Sean, I'm not ready. Oh, what am I like, folks? New series. Episode 1, Series 3. Can, can you believe it? I can't believe it myself. Um, relaxed, this one. Very relaxed. There might be mistakes. I could stutter. I might talk crap for an hour. But stick with me. Because it's worth it. Honest, it's worth it. On this episode... We've got, we've actually got a bit of a schedule. I've put together, what can I say? How do you say it? I don't know what you say it. This is a process of learning for me, and you're coming along with me. I know Series 3, and I'm learning, but it's been guests, and lovely, wonderful, superb guests. Don't worry, we have still got a plethora, I love that word, a plethora of great, entertaining guests, wonderfully talented photographers. But this podcast is slipping in between. And each week or in between episode, a featured photographer from the group Let's Create on Facebook. This week we've got a very, very special individual indeed. He sent me over a couple of pages about himself and his photography. And if you don't know of him, I implore you go and find his work. But I'll tell you who that is later on in the episode we'll all we've got quite a bit going on in this because i want to make it uh, like a, a newsletter show something that's more inclusive of of the community and us uh, us photographers that in and around it and share each week so one of the features is send me your photo stories you can go on to the let's create group drop me a message there or head over to my website, mallyphotography.co.uk forward slash podcasts, and there'll be a form fill. You can fill in and send me your photo stories, what you're up to, where you're going, location, camera, gear, you name it, you send it, let me know what you're doing, and we'll give you a mention. Photography location of the week, that's man. I'm going to drop some locations, either that I'm looking at, I've been, or where I want to go anywhere in the world really so if you want send me your ideas in as well and we'll see if we can get them featured what's next for me what's happening where are you going my week ahead in photography a day-to-day not a diary but a day-to-day of what i'm thinking where i'm gonna go and obviously keeping the eye in keep yourself warm keep getting out with the camera and that's what i'll be talking about where i'm going throughout the week We'll have a good news story. I'm looking forward to this. Pulling together some positive vibes in the photography world, the community of photographers. So you can send me yours or I'll be putting out what I found each week or the in-between episode. And we'll have a chat about that as well. Photography tip of the week. Don't forget to take your lens cap off. That kind of thing. You know, wear a hat. I don't know. I'll have a few ideas. And uh, in this episode, I've got a cracking tip for you. So to crack on with the show and and just get into talking about our Let's Create guest and what's happening within our community. Uh, I, yeah, 
Something new, something different, something shiny, something blue, something to put on the end of you. Anyway, let's crack on and stop being silly. Um, cut, cut that, cut all that. I feel like I need to get more serious. Yes, we must be serious about these episodes. The podcast needs to be serious. But I do, I feel like I need to explore avenues of, um, I don't know, just deeper into photography, deeper into the philosophy possibly don't get me wrong i spoke to a lady who is featured in series three about the spiritual or the the deeper side the philosophical side of photography and it's not something that trips off my tongue it's not something that i um well if you've listened to me interview with sean tucker you'll know exactly what i mean but there's no reason why I can't share my own thoughts and philosophies on photography. And I hope you enjoy it and get something from them. Right, let's crack on. So what was first? Can you remember what I said? What, what was it? Oh yeah, it was let's create the group photography feature. Right, let's get him on. Let's read out what Jim Scott has to say. Well, we'll start with a little bit of info from Jim himself, who he is, he's 53, retired uh, fire and rescue service, one of the finest, uh, when the eight fire and rescue services in Scotland merged in 2013 into a single service, he was given the biggest accolade of his career and being promoted for the seventh time, taking earlier commander role for Ursha in Scotland, so... Jim has quite a lot of history and very, very interesting stories, no doubt, over the years from his uh, service in Ayrshire. Uh He's 53, but we, we, won't, we, won't, we won't mention age here, Jim. Um, thanks so much as well for sending me this info. There's so much here to get through, but I'll, I'll break it down in the, the tones of Jim Scott's voice himself. No, I'm not going to be Scottish. No, no, let's, let's not be silly. Although it was a demanding role for Jim, you know, he was 27 fire stations servicing a population of 330,000 people. as an absolute honour for him and a privilege. And to be a commander of Ursia, wow. And he retired anyway, he's retired now. Hence why he's here, because he retired in 2019 and after some dark, challenging days and over 30 years of service, he's moved himself into uh, the, the role of, of uh, family man and photographer. You know, little did he know that his association with photography would begun to converge into latter parts of his career and would serve as a means to transition for his life as a public servant back into being a private citizen. Jim's photography journey, for as long as he can remember, he's had a camera, he's always been involved from child, from babby, all the way up to now. And and I'd just like to put this bit in before I read on a bit more detail about Jim's uh, gear and what he's mentioning he shoots with. I remember seeing Jim, he joined the group early on, I remember seeing Jim's photography, excuse me, I remember seeing Jim's photography early on in the group and 
He was going down the path of architecture long exposure and experimenting with landscape photography. But of late, Jim's journey, he's flourished into this, oh, I can only say, one of the finest architectural photographers. You, you'll, you'll find online he, he, a wonderful imagery. And uh, he inspired me to, to check out Valencia. And by the way, if you're wondering what's wrong with Mally's voice because it didn't sound like this at the beginning of the podcast, I'll explain that a little later on. But for now, we're going to keep on with Jim and, and really dive into where he's been, what he's been doing. So his convergence from a professional role into his photography, and it took a life-changing event to start the wheels in motion. He was sitting in his office one afternoon, 2015, having a chat with his colleagues on some work-related matters when he received a phone call to tell me that his 17-year-old son had been involved in a motorcycle crash and had sustained life-threatening injuries. By the time he'd reached hospital, he'd been placed in an induced coma and then transferred the next day to intensive care unit. It's a hospital that specialises in head injuries. This this is a, a this is hard for me to read, but Jim's Jim's give me this to to put out there, and I feel it's important that you get some background into each guest that we have and photographers from the group who step forward. This was no doubt the darkest part of Jim's life, and and at that point it, it looked like his son could die. When the threat had passed, his sedation was lifted, but he was still in a natural coma with no indication if he would wake. And if he did, there was no telling what the long-term effects would be. So after a month off of travelling up and down to the hospital each day, I walked into his room along with his brother and as always I spoke to him in the hope he could hear my voice and as always I asked him how he was. Without any warning from the nurses, I got the response, I'm fine. In an instant, a light was shining in my life again. And the shadows begin to recede, in Jim's words. Over the coming weeks and months, my son continued to recover, going back to college to finish his studies, and then on to uni to complete his degree. He's now in his final stages of completing his firefighting training, and I have no doubt will continue to inspire all of us that know him. What a story, Jim. I, I've got to interject here because when I first read this, it, it really it took me by surprise and knocked me, knocked me for six. Of course, Jim explains here that this experience changed his life. It changed his perspective on life and not to take it for granted and that there would always be a tomorrow. On the days sitting by his bedside, I had time to think about aspects of his life. One being how much time and energy had been invested in his career and how little he had been invested in himself. This was something he knew needed to change from this point going forward. Now I'm going to skip through quite a bit here and jump through the gear because although Jim... <laughs> don't, now this isn't because Jim shot with a Canon 5D Mark II in 2017 but this has got nothing to do with the gear but I do believe that the gear that Jim has had and and the way he explains it um is wonderful 
But I want to get to where he mentions about his photography. Black and white seascapes, high key work and, you know, and just the architectural photography. He made the decision to retire from the fire and rescue service whilst the prospect of leaving what to him had been the best job in the world. He was looking forward with an anticipation of focusing more time and energy into his photography. Not long after he retired, he joined our group Let's Create and find this to be by far the best group on Facebook. Thanks, Jim. Uh, that he's a member of Don't Tell Gary Goff. Laugh out loud, he says. Nine months after he retired, the pandemic stopped us all in our tracks. And uh, he's processing skills and learning as he saw as a weakness, this gave him chance to, to build on that and learn from other photographers and now possibly stirring down the barrel of a gun with lockdown now inhibiting their livelihoods. He decided he would go further. He subscribed to Mads Photoshop for landscape photographers. The course that Mads Peter Iverson course, uh, it was a real game changer for Jen. He had built up an initial knowledge of Photoshop by enrolling to Dave Morrow's photo editing for landscape and outdoor photography, which was great. And then Mad's course consolidated his learning and it moved him forward to the next level. And he's working Photoshop as well, predominantly. Uh, a range of tutorials he was he was studying with the talented Jay Vulture, Vulture Labs, who was added to his black and white processing skills, another great fine art photographer. He's had the privilege from learning from Joel, I, I can't say this name, Jim, and to anyone else out there, Chintjala. <laughs> Hold on, let's have a proper go at this. Chintjala. As well as Joel's tutorials, he has hosted a number of webinars and that has been a fortunate enough for him to attend. And again, gained a massive knowledge from Joel. And his teachings have been phenomenal. So I'm just going to jump here where he mentions uh, about the last year's advances in photography. This is clear to see. And being included in Let's Create, he's put the 2021 book. Um, and also he was published twice in La Mag our good friends over at Lamag. It's great to see how an individual has gone from from his starting point from retiring to getting so so deep into his photography. And I really do employ you to please go and see Jim's work. He, he hasn't put a link here. I'm going to tell him off for that because I thought we had a link to Jim's website, but he has been working on this for quite some time. But just search for Jim Scott. Better still, come and join Let's Create the group and check out Jim's work on there. If you just search for his name, he's got a plethora, there's that word, a plethora of photography to view on Let's Create. He spent 30 years in the fire service in a, a circle of continuous learning and development. And it's one of the things that he loves about photography. He feels there's always something to learn, both out on location with the camera and during post-processing stages. Another uh, major benefit for him is, is the mental well-being that photography brings. Here, here, Jim, I couldn't agree more. Um, being out there and in the latter stages of his career, it provided the release 
from the high-pressure situations. You know, to be commander of Ursia, to have that release must have been so important, Jim. Although, even though he's retired, he still finds the same, you know, release and still gets out there with the camera. He also loves seeing the work of others and finds this inspiring, motivating and serves to remind me that my photography journey is more important than the destination and to live life to the full as tomorrow is never guaranteed. Final bit in Jim's words. I've been trying to just work through what Jim said there and and try and deliver it from, from myself, but I think it would be good to get Jim on for a, an actual talk, a face-to-face, and I'd like to do that with more guests. But I do like the photo stories and this featured profile to be included on the podcast. Let me know your thoughts, drop a message on the group or email me via the website mallyphotography.co.uk forward slash podcast and uh, you can also drop me your photo story there to be featured on the next news weekly news podcast version from Let's Create, Let's Talk. Thanks so much Jim for such an honest and open uh, letter to me and, and the detail and uh, your past there's many more stories to be to be heard, isn't there, Jim? Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. So send me your photo stories, folks. Don't forget, mallyphotography.co.uk forward slash podcast. And there's a form at the bottom where you normally play the podcast. There's a little form there. Just fill it in. Send me your photo story and I'll try and feature you on each podcast where we're doing the weekly news version of Let's Create, Let's Talk. So photography location of the week. I had all this set up, but a lot's happened in the past fortnight since I started recording this. I've been all around Europe. I've I've been from Gibraltar to Valencia to Malaga, Barcelona, Parma. Um, was fortunate enough to go on a European cruise with the family, predominantly a family holiday, but of course, <laughs> I took the camera and my vlogging gear and I lost myself in street photography, especially on the final leg of the journey where we got to go to Lisbon, a place I've always wanted to go and I only tickled, little tickle of Lisbon, just a small amount that I got to see, um, but boy, did I fill my boots. And and I've got, I think it's around 6,000 images. Don't get me wrong, some of them, I think there's about 2,000 of them were shots when I was trying to grab some lightning. There was a big storm over Barcelona and I got a shot of some lightning striking a, a, another cruise ship. Thank God it wasn't ours. So this... This news story is going to be a little bit different to what I originally had because on my return from this European adventure, lo and behold, I've caught COVID. And right now I'm talking to you with quite a hefty dose. My head feels like the size of an elephant. My stomach's hurting. My back is in pain. And I am not feeling great. Now you might think, well, why are you doing this podcast? Well, I've been in bed for a day and a half feeling quite rough. And I wanted to get up and make this and take my mind off it, really. 
Um, in terms of breathing, I'm fine. It just hurts, and I've been battered, and it's not going. And I don't really want to get into it, but I just thought I'd let you all know um, why, and even just reading Jim's story and Jim's life has made me feel better. And you could say that's the good news story. The idea was to feature um, your photo stories, the group photographer, a location of the week, and what next for me in the week ahead. Well, that would have been easy because tomorrow I was going to Manchester doing some street photography with my good pal Mikey. James Burns pulled out at the last minute. And uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on, we were supposed to be in Manchester tomorrow and I'm testing positive and I just don't feel right to go out. Even though I've been told by many people, you can do this, you can do that, wear a mask. I don't feel good and I just don't think it's the right thing to do to be out in public when I know I've got this So. The location of the week was going to start from Tib Street in Manchester and walk around Deansgate and the George Street and the Northern Quarter, all all through. We're going to do a few miles. I've planned out a route and I'm not in any fit state at the moment to take you through that route. My head's banging. So I hope you've enjoyed this. And I'm not too groggy and you're coping with it. Um, but I, I'm going to head on. Hey, oh, just got an email. What's this? Oh, oh, no, nothing nothing serious. Everything's okay. Uh, it's an email to just say about a collaboration for the podcast. So it, it's all happening and it's happening live. So we're going to jump forward now from location of the week was Manchester, but I've got to mention, I've got to mention, and it's not like you're going to run off and go there, but I've got to mention Lisbon and the transformation um, to me, to myself, mentally, after being in and around and photographing Lisbon, and also Valencia. I wanted to go to Valencia for a long time, and I got lost in the undergrounds of the buildings and uh, the science museum arts and the uh, the just the, the the Spanish term for it, Jim. You know this one, Jim Scott. He he's been quite a bit in photograph there. Again, head to the group, search for Jim Scott, and you'll see his images from Valencia. Because mine probably won't be out for another month yet. Um, but in terms of location of the week, Lisbon, um, we're going to tie it together with Manchester. Uh, both equally wonderful, but Lisbon has done something to my brain. It's rewired the way I think about my photography. I've been reading Sean Tucker's book, The Meaning in the Making, and there's a paragraph in this about voice and about learning what resonates with you, what works with you, what makes your photography just feel seamless and you enjoy and I discovered quite shocking really that in and around Lisbon and, and Valencia I think I might have found what my uh, where my heart lies yes of course I'm predominantly a landscape photographer but how do you feel about more street photography or even just me out and about in a city talking to people and doing a portraiture and talking to people 
who I meet whilst doing some street photography, let me know your thoughts because mixing genres I don't see as a problem. And the way I felt after Lisbon, that city, just incredible for photography. And, and I'm looking forward to editing the videos and looking forward to editing the images. Now, this might be just because it's something new and something adventurous. But I do have a feeling that I'm going to be returning to street photography more and more because the fun I got from it, the connections with people and meeting people. Um, wow. Yeah, there'll be more on that. So what's next from me? I did say we were going Manchester. Well, I'm going to have to jump forward a week. And it's going to be Thirlmere. Next weekend, I'm hoping to head to Thirlmere for the low waters. When I say low water of the reservoir, I mean, the last time when I was there and there was low waters at the reservoir, you could see a petrified forest, the remains of tree stumps and the remains of trees within uh, the edges of Thirlmere. And I, I find that was interesting at the time. And I wanted, I wanted to uh, uh, elaborate more on that. So next week, I think it's going to be back to the lakes and Thirlmere, a bit of filming. And hopefully some, some photography from around there might be something different. Just looking at textures, tree stumps and focusing on uh, where the water has receded and what has been left behind. So photography tip of the week. This is one I think many use. But for me, this tip was of so much value when I was out and about in Valencia, in Barcelona, in Malaga, and especially Lisbon. And that was focusing at the either infinity or three meters and working out what your next shot's going to be. Set at F8, auto ISO. Yes, auto ISO. Now, this setting, I've seen it used by many. A couple of friends, and you know, Gareth Danks and couple of other street photographers have said shoot at these settings and and I was unsure because I've got great depth of field in this 28 mil lens at f 2.8 and I thought well do I, do I need to f8 really and, and, and I experimented a little bit before I left in and around Blackpool and wow f8 I auto ISO and then zone focusing so I was if I'm above three meters, I'm focusing at infinity. So just hold your camera up really quick. Get your focus in the distance. Anything above three meters will be sharp or reasonably sharp. I think the term used, I found they were pin sharp on the Z7. The Nikon Z7 for street photography was a surprise. You feel for street, oh, I need to have this camera, I need to have that. Yeah, no, you can use whatever you like. But because I know this camera so well, I felt just at ease with this 28mm. And shooting a, 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 a zone focusing, once I, I could be confident and rely and know, I mean, shots are sharp. Pointing the camera down at the floor, two or three metres or just two metres in front of me, quick focus, using back button focus, Lifting the camera and getting close intimate shots of people either walking by or people sat down in the narrow streets of Lisbon and Malaga. And they were pin sharp. And this, this gave me so much confidence to continue knowing that zone focusing works and the speed 
So I haven't mentioned it in all of this. The speed I was getting of the shot, the shutter speed at f8, one two fiftieth, one three fiftieth, between ISO sixty four to ISO four hundred. I didn't bump up much more than that, possibly because I'm in Europe and the sun, yeah, the sun was shining like you wouldn't believe. Barcelona was forty one degrees at one point, so having that bright direct sunshine really did help to keep the shutter speeds high and make sure that nothing was blurred out of focus that everything was pin sharp and it was just lovely a lovely way to photograph um without having to worry too much i did change some settings now and again i did shoot to f2.8 and i did experiment as usual like i would I changed the settings for what was appropriate, but predominantly walking around and just looking and seeing people and seeing movement in the street. Uh, F8, 1 250th of a second, auto ISO, and uh, away you go, zone focusing. So that is my photography tip of the week. Should we get a jingle? Photography tip of the week. Yeah. Okay, I won't do I won't do that again. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's the COVID. So to round up and finish, news on the next podcast and the videos to be released. Let's have a click here. Come on folks. Let's uh let's get the folder open and I'll show you what's what. So uh you think I'd have had this prepared, but you know, as things are, I'm on the fly. Well I was hoping to put out my video from Helvelin. Uh, wasn't a lot of photography in that and I'll give you a rundown I'll give you an insight into the into the vlogs, videos my films, my projects as I like to call them that I've got lined up we've got Helvelin got a little bit of Raven Crag and Ali I'm not sure whether that because I don't think I got enough footage we've got a quick crank vlog this was more of testing the 28mm all in mono. Then we got Heart of Hell and Hard Knot and the return episode where we did the incredible Hard Knot on its own. But I'm going to bump to the front, a saying from my good friend Neil and from the Fujicast. If you don't listen to the Fujicast podcast, get over there. And also the Photo Walk, he's renamed it to the Photo Walk. That's Neil's podcast, Neil James. Head over and give that a listen. So we're going to bump to the front, Danby. Simon Baxter and Joe Cornish. I did a, a, a video project there where we spent two days there, not just the exhibition that Simon and Joe had created, but we went early and we did some shooting in and around North Yorkshire, which was wonderful. So that might get bumped to the front. After that, we've got Sun. We've got the lush Johnny's Woods, my local woodland. Um, very, very lush that is that is a short one one hour photo formby sunset not sure if anything will come of that one but i did do some filming so who knows i like to keep myself busy so they're the videos to be released hopefully at least two or three of them are definite and uh, before we go i'd just like to mention patreon if you Liking everything that I do from YouTube, the podcast Let's Create, head over to Patreon and just drop me the price of a coffee. I don't drink coffee, so let's call it tea. Nice cup of tea, but not one bag. 
No. At, at, at least, you know, no. A box of Yorkshire tea would be better. Just for the month, keep me in supply. I can do a full box of Yorkshire tea in a month. So head over to Patreon and donate me the price of a box of Yorkshire tea. That'll keep me going. So what, what have I got to say to come to the end of this news, unedited, letting it flow? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Have you enjoyed this? Because the guests are back. Oh yeah, the guests. I've not told you. Let's tell you we've got lined up. Oh, what am I like? Series 3, first episode this. So again, hope you've enjoyed it. But the second episode is Simon Baxter. I want to get this out as soon as possible because Simon's exhibition with Joe Cornish is still on for a couple of weeks in Danby, North Yorkshire. Please, please go and see it. And if you can't, get the book. It's special. Very, very special. I'm not just saying this for a bit of browning, you know, a bit of nose. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it because I got a lot from this exhibition. And to meet Simon and Joe Cornish and then to do the podcast. Wow. So Simon's podcast up next. And then series three, episode three. Delighted to be joined by Margaret Soroya. Wow, what a lady. So chilled, so spiritual in her photography. It was such a pleasure to talk to Margaret. And she has her own podcast as well, Quiet Landscapes. And I'm, I'm very excited to uh, feature on this soon. And obviously, we problem of COVID has scuppered that at the moment. So thanks so much, Margaret. I hope you all enjoy that. It was brilliant. Great fun. And next up, Series 3, Episode 4. Yes, these are already recorded. I've been a busy, busy chap. I'm glad I have, really, because the way I feel at the moment, uh, I don't even know how I'm I'm recording this. But it's got to be done. It's keeping me on the straight and narrow. Keeping me, you know, keeping me out of trouble. So Series 3, Episode 4. Jeff and Sarah Asko, street photographer from Blackpool, Lytham St. Anne's, all over the country and even further afield. Jeff and Sarah were a delight to talk to. I'm a massive fan of uh, Walk Like Alice, which is their YouTube channel. So look forward to listening to that one, folks. Next in the lineup, episode five, Mads Peter Iverson. He take it to take time out to come and talk to me. Um, he is he is a gent, such a gentleman, a delight to talk to, and I'm really looking forward to editing that. And last but not least, in the recordings so far, we're up to episode six. We have Rain Hayes, predominantly an infrared photographer. And lives in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. What a delight to speak to this lady of such talent. And I've I've seen her work pop up many a time. And, and I reached out to talk to Rain. And, and she said, yeah. And, and wow, that blew me away to just spend some time talking to this lady. And I hope you really enjoy it. Because we delve deep and we get into the area where she lives. And... What makes her so fascinated in infrared and the way that her images are so mesmerising and different and surreal to anything I've seen, really. 
so look, I'm not really looking forward to editing that one as well. Right, so let's let's round up. I think I think we're done. I've round up about twelve times here now. Um, <laughs> stay steady and create your photography your way. Be kind. Stay well. There's only one thing left to say, and that's today.